Hello and welcome to episode 36 of Entertainment of Excellence, the podcast where we talk about films, TV, all of it. Hi, I'm Ollie. I'm Tom. And I'm Ben. And today we're talking about the 2014 film Left Behind. This will contain spoilers. going insane because of <laughs> this immaculate piece of art. Yeah. Um, right, <laughs> plot summary. <laughs> this one should technically be an easy plot to do, but on Wikipedia it has like six paragraphs. Um, <laughs> I don't actually read off the Wikipedia plot every time. I, I realise I just said that. I'm just... Uh, anyway, I feel like we uh, all need to be drunk for this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we no, probably we already take are. It what if this gets as many views as Kangaroo Jack? <laughs> <laughs> need oh, to make yeah. it a good one. It has to be a good one. Um, <laughs> the plot is, people go on plane, uh, people disappear because rapture, people land plane, the end. Yeah, it's like. Do you think that's right? on Wikipedia? Uh, yeah, that that's the six paragraphs. Oh right, yeah. Nice. I like the wording of the third one. The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, the plot <laughs> would just be like: there's this woman, and she is a crazy Christian mum, and she's like, "Wow, she's crazy," and then her dad's like, "Not there, but he's a pilot," and, and he, he cheats on the his cr- wife with. The air hostess. Mm. Yeah. Then people disappear, and it's all because, like, the rapture. And they're like, wow, guess the Christians weren't so crazy after all. And they land the plane, and that's it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Basically. Um, oh, how do we start? You know... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's an interesting concept here, which... Weirdly, is better explored in <laughs> Avengers Endgame <laughs> because the idea of like people just suddenly going missing is kind of cool, mm. and also there's some interesting stuff to discuss. Like, uh, you know, there was the Islamic guy who he seemed pretty nice and devoted to his religion, but then he can't you know, go to heaven because, like, he was wrong? Is that fair? There's, like, loads of cool things to explore or, and, uh, you know, what will conversion do or, and stuff like that, but instead they're, like, um, the the funny dwarf man uh, gets kicked onto the inflatable slide. <laughs> <laughs> Is that yeah. the top quote on IMDb? Speaking yeah. of quotes, I think we need to Talk about Thank the dialogue all. in there. Oh man, the amazing dialogue. You know how everyone said the prequels had terrible dialogue. Makes uh, the oh, who who's ever said that? I've never heard anyone say that. Hmm. <laughs> Obviously, it's Shakespearean, Ben. Yeah. Well, this film is more than Shakespearean. This is Shakespearean more. squared. Squared. Squared Spearian, if you will. <clears throat> With some... Oh, I've, I've got to get out of my notes I made. Well, I had to make notes, because I watched this slightly before Ben and Ollie, which is why I'm more insane, because I've had more time to stew on it. I, I think you'll find I'm the most thing. insane, given I'm the one that's just recovered from it the most recently. No... Yeah, but... Because I've, I've been able to stew on it, Ben. I've been like... I've been trapped in my room, banging my head on the walls, just trying to erase this film's memory. Philosophical questions raised in the film. 
Yeah, and reading all 16 books in the uh, series. <laughs> oh, yeah. Although apparently the series is probably okay. I, the book series, I mean. I, I shouldn't knock that, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was just like, wow. You know, I was going, Nicolas Cage is an Oscar-worthy performance. <laughs> I feel bad oh, for Nicolas Cage. Okay, here we go. Uh, Chloe says, I was... <laughs> do you... He didn't need to do this film. He had money. I know. Oh, no, didn't, he, didn't he gamble it all? Wait, I remember there being some, like, Nicolas Cage. There's, like, some... He's got a deep backstory. <laughs> like, he's Not trying the film. best in this film with, like, the abysmal script. Yeah. I mean... I think he just kind of, like, gives up. He just... The look on his face, like, when he's actually in he's the plane... He's got some amazing... Like, why am I doing this? Yeah, when he's in the plane and he's crashing, uh, and they like... He's just going, like... <laughs> no, wait. When he realises he can't call his daughter or something, it's, like, the perfect alignment of, like, his character genuinely looks upset, except it's not the character, it's the actor at the fucking <laughs> movie. And I'm going to edit out that swear word. Shall I, um... <laughs> Do you, do you want me to say some of the amazing dialogue? Oh, please do. Yeah. So Chloe says, I can't remember the exact quote, but she says, I was reading through the, the, the thesaurus this, morn this morning. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> <laughs> and I've decided to call my mum a wacko or something like that. Yeah, because the, the setup was like, um, yeah, my mum's crazy, crazy Christian lady. It's like, she's what? Nutty. She's nutty. And yeah. like, and then she, he's and then like she was reading through the thesaurus. Oh, <laughs> was I think it was a weird way of flirting with the investigative journalist. Yeah, I also think that the the air hostess, if you remember, is just like randomly laughing, and then she just says, "Oh, I was just thinking about Ray's joke." <laughs> Wait, then the other one's just like Ray. Girl, spill the beans. <laughs> or whatever. The, my favourite line of dialogue. <laughs> I need the deets. The journalist is on the plane and the old woman goes, I know you. It's Frank Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but to be fair, I'll give them the, the interchange between her and her husband was actually quite funny, where she was like... Yeah. She obviously had like dementia or something. There's no, like where did that... whoa, the sign, whoa, the sign that says taking off, and then she's just like, "Oh, we've landed." Don't, don't worry about him. Wait, he gets a bit confused. Funny? Does that mean that that the only funny thing in this was on the plane, and the only funny thing in Kangaroo Jack was also on the plane? Like when no um, oh, no. he tries to talk to that girl, and then he's just like, "Hi." <laughs> Maybe yeah, but to be fair, on Kangaroo Jack, they also plane. have that like awful scene in the bathroom on the plane. Yeah, yeah. Actually, no, but that wasn't. That's not even the funniest part of the film. Because there's the bit with the um, like crazy conspiracy guy, except he's acted like a straight man, like <laughs> you know, like just a normal guy, except he just says these insane thing so i started to think that maybe aliens were going to be in this yeah instead of just <laughs> and then, like your and then typical then, in like incel conspiracy yeah. theorist he was a chad just like well maybe then, he starts saying like a theory and then the the dwarf says something like wanna know what i think <laughs> no <laughs> and then that's the end of the exchange <laughs> Yeah, well, the dwarf's theory is that, like, the Muslim man is a terrorist and has, like, taken all of the children He's away. He's an alien weapon. He's put on the infinity gauntlet. He, like, crawls on the floor to look at his bag and then just finds a toothbrush. Well, then he thinks up the really um, reasonable explanation that they've just turned invisible rather than disappeared. <laughs> oh, yeah, then he's, like... He, does he, doesn't he start, like, licking the ch yeah. <laughs> Why would you do that what? to see someone's <laughs> Okay, this is kind of dialogue. I remember when uh, Ray, who is Nicolas Cage, like he finds the envelope of the tickets that he turns over and Chloe's daughter has written on, today is the saddest day of my life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
And that just That's completely gets in the way of him getting... <laughs> <laughs> that completely gets in the way of him like getting with the her, her stuffs. <laughs> it was so funny. And, okay, <laughs> one more thing about the writing, which this is I'm counting it as kind of dialogue. Is do you remember the woman whose daughter disappears? She like picks up the air marshal's gun. I think it's the air marshal's gun. Oh and no! She threatens to commit suicide by pointing it at her chest. Yeah. <laughs> that, I was like, what? <laughs> Why? That's not what you do. It wasn't even a chest, it was like a stomach. <laughs> like, that'd be so awkward, because you'd just be left, like, bleeding out for a while, like... Sorry, guys, I'll, uh... <laughs> I'll have killed myself soon. <laughs> oh, it's so... It's, 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 it's amazing, it's art, really. Yeah. Oh. But speaking of the actual Thanos snap itself... Like if you compare it to Endgame, where well no Infinity War, where it's like really emotional when like Peter Parker disappears and whatever. But then was I the only one in this when when she's speaking to her brother and he just vanishes? I just burst out laughing. Oh, no, no, <laughs> yeah, the initial scene where everyone disappeared. I was oh that was that was also one of the funniest moments. Gotta say, yeah. <laughs> There's, there's was some, it meant to be emotional? I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know. The way they did it was just like, bam, and then it's like, poof, oh. it's gone. <laughs> there's so many like stupid moments in this film that, like, I remember. Do you remember when he's like, it depends if the fuel's leaking from here or here, and he pulls out a polystyrene cup oh, yeah. and stabs it with a pen. <laughs> And they didn't explain what it would mean if it was leaking out of either of those spots. Like, I mean, I kind of put two and two together because if it's leaking from the side, it's not all coming out. Yeah, It'll... yeah, I got yeah. that. And but like, yeah. but the way he did it was just like manic grin on his face. <laughs> Depends if it's leaking from here or here. I, I, in our group chat, I've just put so many moments on the film that I was like, what is going oh. on? Yeah. There's, there's at one point an extra like runs out of a crowd <laughs> just just like I don't know it's just the way they walk is so funny <laughs> <laughs> which is just above uh, a clip I posted of me watching this movie where it's one of the characters on the chair going like <laughs> I can't remember what bit that is like just crazy <laughs> But I don't understand, like, there's instances of um, if you're, like, confined to just an aeroplane, you can actually, well, for instance, airplanes able to, like, do that with great comedy effect. And then I, I remember there's one episode of Doctor Who where, like, it's all set on one plane and it's, it's like, really tense and claustrophobic. But I've seen a thriller as well. I can't remember its name, but that was set all on a plane. It's like Leave Neeson, and that was good. So it could yeah. definitely work. I, I do actually feel like the the scenes on the plane, comparatively, the best part of this film, I thought. But like, even like the the tense moments sat on the plane, they just cut back to like the stupid, uh, stupid um plot going on back on Earth, and oh. it was just. It was so annoying that, like, uh, oh, I've forgotten her name already. The woman. She's just like. Which one? Chloe? Yeah, that's the one. Is like looking everywhere for the. Raimi? That's it. She's looking everywhere for him. And it's like, yeah, we get the point. Like, she. She's disappeared and she, like, wants to know if he ran off somewhere. Cool. You don't have to keep cutting back to it. Yeah. Like, and to a degree, some of it wasn't terrible because, like, okay, it's nice to actually see the aftermath of um, people disappearing, which was kind of glossed over a bit in, uh, like, uh, Avengers Infinity War and Endgame and stuff. Like, you, you got some backstory, but the majority didn't actually actively see the aftermath. But then just, like, mm. oh... I, I don't know. I just. <laughs> yeah. But like, like when they. At the end, when they managed to uh, land the plane, it's like, well, now what? 
and I, f- I felt like from all the posters and stuff, it all has like this really post-apocalyptic setting and like fire and uh, like the end of the world. And that was only like really shown in like the last minute. And it was almost as if it was trying to set up a sequel. I know. Well, I guess, Ollie, like, on maybe that note, based on the book. Of that note, in 2017, uh, I think the director, Lalonde, purchased the rights to all 16 books of the series, and there is a six to eight film series planned. Oh, you are joking. In what? 2019, he stated in a Q&A that a script was in the works and he had been contacted about possible future filming dates, but nothing has been set in stone. Oh, so, my. <laughs> no, okay, but the you thing have is, to be joking. I have looked at the summary of the books, right? And it, like, it it must have been well, like, it must have sold well if there were sixteen books. Um, and it's kind of got like a cool. It sounds like it's a like two rival factions, um, where, where one of them is supposed to be like the New World Order and led by the Antichrist, and the other is some like resistance group of. Christian converts, I think, and having like the a post-apocalyptic faction war sounds pretty cool. <laughs> but this still there, like nothing like this film. Yeah, this film's like it's just another like plane disaster film. We have to land the plane it's safely. It's like airplane in the with background. no comedy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically, and it's just I don't know why. Why did they? It's, uh, it just, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the acting's not exactly great. Yeah, like, no. the best is, like, Nicolas Cage, and even he's just, is like, he, given up. Is he the best, really? <laughs> Actually, to be fair, no, I'd say, like, maybe Cameron, the journalist, but even he's questionable. No, just, like, there's a bit, the, the scene where he's, like, going through the plane, filming all those people, you know, uh, that felt like, oh. Uh, that was terrible. Hello, guys. I, Welcome I back know. to Cameron Vlogs. <laughs> Today we're on an airplane. Yeah. <laughs> I actually wrote, journalist scene is uh, and then ill emoji, puking emoji in terms of script and acting. That's my notes. <laughs> See, whenever he keeps on saying, just for plot convenience, I'm an investigative journalist, it just... Uh, it gives me... Yeah. Vibes of similar films that, like, <laughs> you know, and they'll just keep saying stuff yeah. for convenience that doesn't really make sense. I know, and then they could have, like, actually done useful stuff with, like, random scenes. Like, do you remember the breakdown scene? I do. <laughs> with people clapping out of time? I do. Why was that there? Who knows? Why not? And then afterwards, probably... I've written Rapture scene as peak comedy, so Ollie, it's not just you that found that funny. <laughs> <laughs> and it also took ages to build up to that, like the first half an hour. It feels like nothing. Oh, I mean, oh, you know what that reminds me that of? That was my least favourite part. You know what it reminds what? me of? Birdemic. Yeah. What? Birdemic. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that takes ages as well. It's exactly halfway yeah, in at Birdemic. At least Birdemic, they actually go other places. It's all set in like the <laughs> airport, and it's just nothing. The first yeah. bit of the movie no is pretty much on the dialogue. And if you're relying on the dialogue <laughs> in this film, then you know it's going to be dire. The first part of the film is pretty much like character-driven, with like oversimplified. Well, no, not oversimplified. This is exactly what it is. It's just this woman has daddy issues, and that's the first part of the pl- the plot. It's like, yeah. wow, okay, my dad is being a jerk. He's not turning up. Wow, that's him looking yeah. at a hot air hostess. And, and there's there's so many plot issues as well. Like, which because she's she goes to see her dad at the airport, which he doesn't know about, and then when he leaves, he gives her the car keys and says cars in the usual place so what <laughs> did he know that she was going to be i don't understand how would she we got back to be invested in this relationship as well between yeah, Chloe yeah. And it's one thing they met like five minutes it's one thing <laughs> if you've got like the first part of a film that's character driven and based around relationships between people that's fine as long as you care about the characters I could not give yeah, less yeah. of like anything about these characters. I'm just 
They're not even caricatures, because, like, if they were caricatures, at least you could laugh at, like, them uh, being all over the top about stuff. It was just, like, a bland woman whose dad's, like, (laughs) your stereotypical pilot who's with an air hostess. Wow. Yeah, and I think the problem is, with the characters, is that, like, you're not really scared for them, because, you know, like, Chloe... She she hates her dad, and I guess her mum, and the only person she likes is her brother, who then vanishes, so she's got nothing left to lose, really. It's like, well, who cares what happens? <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't really care. They basically set almost everyone on the plane to be a terrible person. Yeah, actually, like two yeah. Of them. there was some... There was a... The problem with that is I could have really enjoyed if that was done well, because... You know, if once you found out it's the rapture and all of the good people have been scooped up into into heaven, then what is? But it's not all the good people though, because they show that that there's like some good people left. Yeah, but it's exa- it's what it's what. Like... But that's the thing that could have been done really well. Like, what do these have these yeah. good people done? Like, um, I don't know. Like the the investigative journalist didn't seem like a bad person, but maybe he. F- like contributed to the wrongful imprisonment of someone i don't know or he cheated on his girlfriend or something and well yeah because i was thinking like what would be an interesting thing to explore is that because there's obviously some good people left like it feels like the only thing they did wrong was that they like weren't christian and it could have been an interesting thing like what is that morally right you, you know yeah it especially with cool the thing especially with like the muslim man and the atheist yeah. the atheist people like that could have been good, but they just <sighs> instead they're like this dwarf gambles. This well... woman does drugs, which I guess is bad. <laughs> this man doesn't spend any time with his daughters because he only cares about money. This man is a policeman, so of course he goes to heaven. <laughs> but then there's like surprisingly a good number of ambulance drivers and like. Uh, workers left around if you remember all kids ever like, are good yeah. I guess I guess they have to do that <laughs> yeah because it's supposed to be like all children innocent I wonder what the cutoff point counts though because surely it's like biblical cutoff point exactly like 13 do you think when you, as soon as you hit 14 that's it yeah <laughs> someone just turns like 14 uh, and then the day later, like, just doesn't get scooped up into heaven. I'm gonna keep saying yeah. scooped up. I feel like that's pretty apt. What did you think of the um the tense scene where these the planes are gonna crash together, and then you find out that there's no pilots in the other tra- the other plane? Okay, my problem was another problem with it is that from like all the marketing stuff. Everyone knows this is the rapture. It's so obvious. And it takes them infuriatingly long to figure out that it is. And it's just so annoying. Like, you know, just work it out. It's not like a twist. Yeah. <laughs> we all knew. Also, can I just say that, like, Chloe's problem with her mum is, like, it seemed to be that, like, she was really pushy and shoving all of re- religion down her throats, which, like, yeah, is a problem. But, like, when they introduced her mum, she didn't seem that bad. Like she, yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure she said something along the lines of like, "I don't want to force you to believe this or whatever." I'm just like, "Whoa, chill, okay." What's the problem? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> you know, I have no idea like who it was trying to make look the good guy because it felt like a lot of the times they showed Chloe like in the right, um, and yeah. Do you know, it should Chloe the right, but then it's like, well, actually, her m- mother was right, so yeah, it was. It just confused me. I don't know if that makes sense. Mm. Who who is the good guy? Yeah, because at it times it seemed me with... yeah, like at times it seemed you were yeah. going to be rooting for the dad, but then it's made it abundantly clear at the start of the film that he's a terrible person, he's not spending any time with his daughters, he's cheated on his wife, he's lies to everyone but like you're supposed to be rooting for him I just I don't understand who was meant to be the the good or even if they were all meant to be bad something that 
something that confused me though was uh, the inconsistencies with the planes used. I can't believe it. <laughs> the oh, start was an airbus, and then they cycled through the gate, just about then, diff um, every different. Keeps on changing. <laughs> the style was an Airbus, but yeah. throughout the course of the film, they cycled through just about every different Boeing model a possible. Like, honestly, get your planes <laughs> right, dudes. Hello. What did you think you went, of the amazing special you went from effects? The seven six seven oh. all the way down to seven one seven. Like, why would it go down in quality? <laughs> um, there was this particular scene where um, Chloe's out in like a parking. As the Americans would say, a parking lot. But then this plane comes and crashes into her car. I'm like, oh, that was terrible. But special <laughs> and effect. Just the even the general like special effects, like the shot of Nicolas Cage like piloting the plane during that Ted scene. <laughs> it looks rubbish. Yeah. And when they land as well, it's it's rub it's terrible. And not only is it the special effects that are sloppy, like I found a frame that seems to have the like scenes video file <laughs> overlaid on it. You can't quite see everything. I don't know if Ben can put this up with editing magic. It depends how much he can be bothered. Yeah, I'll have but, a um, it's like it's got some kind of a number uh, underscore v zero zero three underscore mat, and then and there's something else. And then there's the date. Like... <laughs> <laughs> and then window that it like what I can't I can't think of anything it could be other than like the scenes file. How did that get in? I don't understand. <laughs> that looks like Rick Astley, the guy in there. You've well, you have sent so <laughs> many does. pictures to our group chat. Can't go to heaven if drug. <laughs> can't do this one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I found it. Yeah. How did you spot that? <laughs> I, it flashed up on the screen. And I was like, what was that? And I skipped back uh, and then tried to pause it on. And it made... And, yeah. and I saw it. <laughs> uh, that, but, I mean, come on. <laughs> That's really... Hit it! I hope it's the creative vision. The creative vision, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can actually look at some special effects now with <laughs> Nicolas Cage's face, like <laughs> the classic Nicolas Cage face. <laughs> really, uh, top, like Oscar-worthy acting. In there, you go. I put it on the screen. It's <laughs> oh, what is going on? <laughs> I don't understand. Oh, it's, it, I that should not have got it. I mean, I guess it. What I don't understand is. Oh wait, I'm trying to find the guy that that is. Uh oh, Paula Lond has the writing credit. Okay, because it feels like the editing and like directing, no one care. I mean, the writing isn't exactly great either. But what's going on? And also, okay, another. I guess this is a technical thing. The music. Annoyed me so much. Oh yeah, same. It, it was like stock film music, but it never stopped. There was always exactly. music happening. Yeah, and it was like it was. It felt like emotional manipulation. It was like it felt like you're in the TV like audience for like make you feel sad. Yeah, so it tried to make you feel sad, except the thing that's trying to do it is also terrible. <laughs> It's like when you're and in the, the TV audience just... for like a show and it has people holding up signs saying laugh, boo. <laughs> yeah. But except the signs it... like it's got really, really small font and it's really far away. <laughs> yeah. So it's just it there. You're itself... like, oh, go away. So annoying. <laughs> it took itself way too seriously though because like some things it could have, it, it like wasn't funny enough to be comedic, but like some things it, were unintentionally comedic. So I, I, the tone was just really weird at part. Yeah. And it just annoys me that this... It's not the most interesting part of, like, the rapture. They could have picked cool things. But, uh, I don't know. The, the, I feel like the plane thing is such, like, a tiny, confined thing. 
which I suppose could work like yeah. uh, if you in a similar way to like that. Night of the Living Dead. Like they're just, you know, it's just a tiny group of people in one house, but there's that's still a massive cool. That's why I think it would have been improved if it was just focusing on that. And then maybe if, like, because of that, the film was a bit shorter, because it did seem to be, I thought it would only be like an hour and a half, but it was getting on for two hours. And if they'd have just made their mind up on what they wanted to show, rather than trying to yeah. combine these two uh, plot points that they didn't develop either of them and then therefore both of them suffered mm. as a result. So I feel like if they should have just focused on one of them and out of the two, definitely the one on the plane because that just seemed to be the most yeah, interesting. It's just, I think, also the... I don't even know if I like the plane thing though because it's just not an interesting... Like apocalyptic scenario for being trapped on a plane because some people disappearing doesn't really like make the plane flight dangerous. No. It all feels like tacked on artificial uh, conflict. Whereas you know, like the as I said, the stuff that's in the books, like these two warring factions, could be quite cool. <laughs> yeah, the only danger oh, that yeah. actually came to them in the plane. Away. Was the result of them knocking into the other plane with the pilot? Oh, six to eight film How run. Films that are gonna... Yeah. Yeah, it's so annoying. In fact, also the it looks like the the there was another film adaptation which is also supposed to be terrible. <laughs> uh, also called Left Behind, and that does actually have you know it says that the reporter learns that Antichrist will soon take power and it doesn't look like it's all set on a plane I mean, because I, I think I like you know, plane thriller stuff I mean, maybe I've not seen snakes on a plane, maybe that's when it became oversaturated, but um, I don't know I think it's the wrong disaster for being yeah. trapped on a plane Yeah, because if it's it was like, The like... only real tension was like how are they going to land it like, yeah, it, if it was like being trapped in the plane in the middle of like a nuclear apocalypse or like a war going on on the grounds, then like sure. But like just people have disappeared. That's it. That's not really affected yeah, much by people disappearing. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm trying, trying to. It looks like there's a ton of left behind films that I didn't even know about. There's it, like from the original one, it at least goes up to a left behind three. And then there was something in 2016 called Left Behind Vanished the Next Generation. Like. And then there's, there's something called Left Behind Doppelgain. <laughs> but how are there so many like films from. The fact that there's so many films from this like terrible one, it makes me think maybe the books are actually good. <laughs> so yeah. it kind of sucks that this is terrible. Do you think they just had like some plain uh, visual effects team that they'd bought and they're like, oh, we've got to do something? Maybe. Probably. I mean... No one in this really feel, seemed invested in the story. or Well, a couple of people did, but definitely not Nicolas Cage. He just seemed, like, bored, if I'm being honest. Yeah. <laughs> D- yeah, definitely. Oh, man. Um, what a film. I was about to say the exact same thing. Top notch. What a film. What a film. <laughs> What a See, film. okay, I feel like this has completed the trilogy because, um, oh wait, no, I'm getting confused, never mind, I'll talk more about this later. Okay. Oh. It actually relates to a later segment, which I momentarily got confused with this. <laughs> Alright. Oh, I'm trying to think of anything else I could say that I haven't just said already. I mean, let's think of yeah. any good points, I guess. Like, no. Was it, it was in colour. <laughs> it was in HD. Yeah. It was on yeah, Netflix. Good. 
It's on Netflix. Free. Yeah. If you've got Netflix. It is. So therefore not free. Uh, you know, oh, there's an eighty-one pay. There's some amazing things like the alien subplot with that guy. Um, there's the fact that yeah. the writers didn't have Chloe having any self-awareness around her mother. Uh, I mean, what? <laughs> that scene was ridiculous when she was like, "You're not the only one who believes the apocalypse comes is coming." And she's like, "Oh, really?" It's like, "Yeah, there was this crazy lady at the airport." Uh... <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, there was this. Oh, I read the thesaurus earlier. I can't remember the word wacko. Yeah, and, and there was also the amazing thing about the passengers wanting to get into the cockpit, even though that makes zero sense. Yeah, to why talk to the captain. To... Why didn't yeah, they just did... tell the captain to why come out? Why did they want once they got in? Yeah. <laughs> and then when what, the... do, what do you think of one of the top user reviews of the? Uh, of the film being this film made me an atheist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Uh, oh, okay. Let's say this film is a comedy. The backpack stealing scene. That was hilarious. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Chloe's just walking along and then these people oh, are like, yeah. isn't it bicycles as well? <laughs> But to the be fair, of absolute ruffians come along. To be fair, I found that really funny because of like her awful reaction to it. She was like, "No, that's rabies. <laughs> that was my brother's." Oh, it's your brother's. I'll give it back then. <laughs> yeah. No, that had my copy of the thesaurus in. <laughs> 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 No, that has my dad's car keys in. Those wackos. <laughs> also, why do people just instantly start looting? Well, I mean, I don't know if... It's quite difficult to tell if that would be realistic, but surely people would be like, what? But instead they're like, oh, my parents disappeared, time to go nick a TV. <laughs> yeah. I didn't actually mind that that much, because I guess they were like meant to be the... The bad people, and, and I, I quite like that they were trying to like capitalize on this mayhem. But yeah, I mean, but again, it's obviously it still not the bad people because there were good people left, but yeah, just like were left behind Christian, but whatever. At least it made um, a profit, possibly, <laughs> with a $16 million budget and a worldwide gross of $27 million. Although I've heard that films like you have to double anything's budget because of what they spend on marketing, so who True. knows? Maybe it lost. <laughs> Do you agree that like the like the posters and the marketing isn't really a very good representation of the actual film itself? Because it, it's like trying to set up this universe sort of thing, but yeah, it's not really. It says like the end begins. Yeah. Yeah. Like it feels like a like a terrible prequel that got made, like a really small prequel yeah. that no one wanted. <laughs> it's like the opposite of Rogue One. <laughs> yeah, where it's like we didn't really need this prequel, but it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess that's that should go on the poster. The opposite of Rogue One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it should. Now I'm just excited to see like. A load of other terrible Nicolas Cage films. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Sounds With his amazing cool. acting skills. <laughs> I mean, compared to some of the other stuff we've done at the bottom of our list, I think like it, it, there were some parts which I found enjoyable or like a little bit tense or a little bit. Like, as I said, the the we were saying that like it's not necessarily the best type of apocalypse to be set on a plane, but I think there were definitely aspects of that, even not necessarily in this film, but just in in general in regards to the genre that are quite interesting. Just um like the premise of it. Yeah, yeah there were there were but bits didn't I didn't zone out very so. well. No. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm exhausted. How long have we been talking about this? Forty-two minutes. 
Really? That's actually what? flown by. That's like way... To be fair, no, it isn't. It's 40 <laughs> minutes because of the false start. Oh, yeah. what a false start, Ben. What are you on about? False start? I didn't say anything about that. Anyway, oh, let's okay, give it a just rating. Checking, just checking. Right now. Oh, yeah. I've got it. Plug the website, Ben. Go on. You can follow along with this if you go to <laughs> entertainmentofexcellence.weebly.com. You could go to the Hall of Fame section, which shows you the top three movies in each genre, and obviously also the worst three movies ever at the very bottom, which are currently Kangaroo Jack, Slender Man, and Robot Monster. Uh, There's a link to all of the uh, stuff we've ever rated in order, all 34 of them, because it will be updated by the time this episode comes out. So, what are we thinking? I'm going to start off by just saying uh, Birdemic well, was at I'm least I'm just looking fun. around, like... I'm just looking around, like, Room and being John Malkovich and trying to... <laughs> 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 uh, okay, I think better than Slenderman, worse than R22. Yeah, uh, I think you can... I think out of the ones we've done, it's probably most similar to Mile 22, but... Mile 22 is bad. Robot Monster still links to the social network. <laughs> <laughs> oh. well, speaking like, of social network, I've seen so many um, people like doing lists of like their favourite films or like ranking the David Fincher films, and it's like always at the top or like really high up. Like, why was, am I missing something? It was like not it, that but... good. It's not like amazing. No, I think it, it's similar to. I found it similar to A Beautiful Mind, which I thought was good, but I think it, it's just. It just depends. Yeah. I just didn't see anything special about it. I thought okay. it was alright, but. No. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. we're off topic. Whatever. Uh, now, after that random deviation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Robot Monster, I've. I'm trying to decide if it was worse or better than Robot Monster. <laughs> and to be See, honest, at points I did find it like quite boring. Yeah. Like this. Robot and Monster left an Robot impression Monster at least for me. Still, always has like a silly thing running around. Yeah, you can at least laugh at like <laughs> the s s stupid like uh, marriage scene, or like the robot yeah. monster talking to. The people on the planet Roman, but like, I'm gonna what go. What I'm about this was that Robot Monster didn't really take itself too seriously. It yeah, that's what true. It was what it was yeah. gonna be seen as. Whereas this, it was like, well, I guess like Mile Twenty Two, it was trying to be like this really. Oh, I don't know. It just. It yeah, just I'm gonna kick it off. I'm it gonna was. give it a three. <laughs> I'm giving it a three. No. <laughs> Respectable. Solid three theory. Michelin stars. <laughs> I'm going to go three as well. Three point zero. Wow. To two significant what? figures. What did I give Robot Monster? Oh no, I can't. You check. gave it a four point two. Four point two. Yeah. I'll, I'll go three point two for this then. Just to be, this is exactly the same as what happened in Robot Monster. Me and Ben gave that a 4.0, and you gave it a 4.2, so it's no. just minus one. 3.1. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's first ever three. Cool. Yeah. Well. well done. It's now taken its place as the third worst movie. Whoa. <gasps> Robot Monster is no longer. Oh, this is so sad. No, Custard Kong's gonna be disappointed. <laughs> Maybe we need to do one of his other recommendations in the near future. Well, they stole oh, Hitler's yeah. brain. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so next up, going off the back of Left Behind. Uh, we have a submission <coughs> for our submission spotlight section. Um, okay. Whoa. So this is a section where if you're a creator and you've created a movie, TV show, uh, any music, something you've written, a story, that kind of stuff, and you want us to 
review it, say a little bit about it. And if you want us to want to come on the podcast to talk about it, then we'd love to have you on. Uh, we got contacted by uh, Sarah. Oh, I've forgotten her name now already. I'm just. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm too. I'm too like overpowered by the brilliance of Left Behind. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, cut to the chase. It's called Chrome. It's um an ongoing like series, but like its first episode was released in earlier in 2020, and the next one's coming out the first of January 2021. So it is well. It describes itself as a world overpopulated with trillions fighting over food, water, and medicine. Cruelly uses a vast force of robot slaves until her. They call her Chrome. So uh, we watched the we watched the pilot. Yeah, I mean, I think it definitely got a very interesting and engaging idea behind it, and um. I feel I feel like it could have maybe had a little more exposition, like just sort of setting up this world. But I think in terms of like the aesthetics and the the look of the world, it's very well. It's quite deriv- derivative of other um, sort of things in the cyberpunk genre. But I think it definitely does have that quite a unique look, and um, I think it did a very good job with the budget it had to. Sort of like um, create that world building. Yeah, I mean, I'm a massive fan of like cyberpunk genre, so I I love anything with that like grimy and then like cybernetic enhancement stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It is cool. So um, yeah. So it follows this robot uh called Chrome who is sort of a vigilante, I guess, who's fighting against the oppressors. Um, I'll be completely honest, I didn't really understand the plot, and I couldn't really follow it, because it was just so fast-paced. And, you know, maybe to a degree that was, like, trying to make the most of a budget that's, like, not incredibly high, and obviously with, like... Um, a style that's similar to that of like Blade Runner, you're gonna need a lot of special effects, and a lot of your budget is gonna be used on that. So maybe it was just trying to cram a lot into a very short period of time. It was 31 minutes. Um, yeah, but there was just so I much mean, I going on. Them for like, um, you know, trying to create this this series because it's not necessarily like. A go-to thing you do in a, with a low budget, so um, it's quite. I mean, yeah. in terms of yeah. what they had, and they did a um, lot of stuff with like miniatures and all sorts. Yeah, and like they obviously were definitely using a style because I noticed that they a lot of the scenes are very dark and very, and there's like the this sort of grain overlay to sort of mimic uh, being shot on film. So I, I kind of like that. Um, but then it is the flip side of that is it is the special effects aren't studio quality. They aren't amazing. And given there's a lot of them, like the individual quality of each one kind of suffers. And that's not necessarily the fault of the creator or the uh, production studio because it's not an incredibly high budget. Um, and I'm assuming it was a passion project. It definitely looked like it was and I'm glad that the creator felt that they could get this out there but um, yeah it's, it isn't like don't go in expecting blockbuster quality because that does take a lot of money and this just didn't have that it had a budget of around 8 million dollars apparently I can't find any like reputable sources backing that up so it could have been I mean I guess that Maybe less. I guess we don't know, like, if that means, like, the whole show and, like, it's saying mm. it's rumoured there's going to be a, a new one coming out soon, so maybe 
Yeah, it's confirmed. It's like an ongoing thing. Um, yeah. So I would quite like to see more of this. Yeah. Um so I'll give a couple of criticisms that are like constructive rather than just ragging on it because like obviously this wasn't like the greatest thing I've ever seen, but given we've just watched Left Behind, I'd take anything at this point. So, um yeah. some constructive criticisms. First off, I'd say uh try and slow down. There were a lot there was a lot of plot going on at once. Um and especially in more action packed scenes there were just a load of cuts. There were parts where it was almost one cut consistently like every second on average. Um only cut if it's going to help the scene, if it's revealing new information or offering a new perspective rather than just someone's diving down into a corner and you're getting three angles of it in one second. That's just hard to follow. Um, so there's that. Also, the plot, obviously. Maybe, you know, I assume the second episode's already gone into production, but if it's coming yeah, out soon... I think the plot's fine, because it's... I quite like the idea of the like robots having a human injury inhibitor. Yeah. And having like a of a saviour type figure. I was I just... The, I think it's the yeah. plot's fine, but it's just the... Yeah, it's just the pacing that needs work and, like, spending more time with scenes and even just shots, like, lingering on certain things a bit longer. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, the plot itself isn't bad. It's just there's so much going on at once that maybe it would be worth cutting out some, uh, some of it to just really enhance the stuff that's there, give it more time to develop and so people can, like, understand what's going on better. Um, and, like, yeah, as Tom said, maybe some some shots that, like, to break things up so it's not consistently action. So maybe some landscape shots if you really want to highlight the fact it's set in this futuristic cyberpunk world. Um, I don't know, some shots of people walking. Um, and then... Because some of the like dialogue scenes, when it wasn't necessarily reliant on like loads of cuts and loads of fast-paced action, I think definitely worked a lot better because you mm. sort of were able to get a perspective of what was going on. But I, th I think like that energetic style um, is is definitely something that some people would enjoy. It's just not necessarily for us, I guess. Yeah. No. Definitely. And then, I guess, just... Obviously, this wouldn't work if it didn't suit the, the story. But if if the some other episodes are still in writing, maybe work on some parts that don't require as heavy special effects, like just a couple of robots, for example, rather than, like, um, focusing completely on, like, chase scenes with uh, all of this landscape. Because then maybe you can the budget could be better used to, like, enhance the scenes that are there. Just my mm. thoughts. And I think that there was, like, a tiny snippet of, like, uh, like synthwave music that was really cool in the soundtrack, and I think if, it, if all of the music was that kind of style, it would feel a lot more uh, coherent. Yeah, I'd say there yeah. a lot of... Um, artists in the sort of like synthwave or ambient genres that are new and would love to have their music included in like films and tv shows maybe looking around for a couple of tracks from them would be good because rather than just using stock libraries because part of what made groundbreaking films like uh tron and blade runner so good was their like unique use of soundtrack to complement the visual aesthetic so uh that's just another thing to think about um yeah but otherwise uh i feel like it, this could definitely be quite good if you if there was like uh how do i i've forgotten what i'm saying now the, i can see potential from this like it's not perfect at the moment uh, pilots usually aren't so 
I'd maybe like watch a couple more episodes whenever they come out and see how it's going. Uh, I'd obviously recommend that listeners do the same. Um, yeah. So yeah, and it's it's not on Amazon Prime UK. I think it is in the US. Uh, we watched it on Vimeo on demand, which is like two pounds uh, forty four to rent. So, like, that's not a huge amount. That's and all of, most of that will go back to the creators. So, I'd recommend you do that. So, yeah, thanks for contacting us because at least, I mean, we've had a bit of a dry spell in terms of submission spotlight, but it's good to mm. get another one. Yeah, it was an engagement. It was Susan Goforth. Goforth. I, I I don't know how to pronounce it, but um, she was the one of the actresses and the co-creator of it who uh, replied to us on Twitter. So thank you, Susan, for recommending that. Cool. Um, we are almost at an hour, so. Do you think we should just skip recommendations this week? Given yeah, that just I don't be... really actually have any for once. Well, join the club. Oh. <laughs> you, I mean, we you... are pre-recording this, though. It hasn't been too yeah. long since our last one. Yeah. Well, um, so we shall just leave it there. Uh, this is coming out on Saturday. No, Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, I'm. I can't count. Uh, <laughs> so hopefully, by the time you're listening to this, you'll have had a good Christmas. Uh, obviously, with yeah. stuff that's going on at the moment, it's not ideal, but uh, hopefully, you had a, a groovy time. And hopefully, given this is the last episode of Entertainment of Excellence of 2020, uh, I hope you have a great New Year as well. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. No thanks to anyone who's been listening this year, because this was the year we decided to reboot it from the ashes, have Tom on as a permanent special guest, <laughs> and we've gone from four episodes to thirty-five episodes, uh, thirty-six episodes. Sorry, again, I can't count. Uh, yeah, thank you very much for everyone. Rapidly who's... approaching episode fifty. Yeah, be another. <laughs> bone special episode like our 25th yeah so a couple of reminders if we get to 10 likes on kangaroo jack episode which is now at 410 views we're going to be forcing tom to watch kangaroo jack good day usa if we get to 50 subscribers or 50 listeners on podcast platforms we're going to be doing uh blade runner uh blade runner 2049 which is one of the lost episodes and if we get to 100 subscribers then we're going to be reviewing some films that Ollie and I made when we were a lot younger. So um, by younger, we mean uh, 10 and similar quality to Birdemic. So please do subscribe and slap that notification bell if you want to be notified and stuff. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And stuff. Go to our website, entertainmentofexcellence.weebly.com or follow us on social media. Uh, Twitter and Instagram is at EOVpodcast. Hoping to be a bit more active on those in the new year. Uh, There's also the mailing list, which I've kind of neglected, but uh, it is there. You can get access to some groovy stuff like the recommendations master list um, with links to buy everything that we've recommended um, and also the schedule so you can see which episodes we'll be doing in the future. Uh, Speaking of which, um, say what we're doing next week in 2021. It'll be Adaptation, another Charlie Kaufman film. And Nicolas Cage. Damn. We should start, like, trying to make a link between, like, the current episode and one, the next, the next week's one. (laughs) That's going to be hard. <laughs> I mean, not necessarily. Now oh, I'm actually, thinking I guess back. the six degrees of Kevin Bacon or what? Yeah, and like, I'm just thinking like randomly of two episodes, like 11 and 12 both had uh, John Malkovich in, being John Malkovich in Mile 22. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I forgot John Malkovich was in Mile 22. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, 
Thank you all for listening. See you in the new year. All right, see ya. All right, see all right. ya. See ya. Yeah, that's what's doing.